All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show with me today, I've got three buddies, and you'll hear more about each of them here in just a little bit. But we are gearing up. It's the night before Dove Opener, and I cannot wait. This is like a huge tradition for us. We always go camp out the night before, and it's just the most action-packed shooting day that we get as outdoorsmen here in southwest Missouri. I know a lot of people hit waterfowl super hard, but we just don't have the numbers that a lot of places do, and we do have huge dove numbers. And so this is one of the funnest events of the year for us, and it's really only a one-day thing. We don't put a ton of energy or time into dove hunting aside from opening day. And so when it comes down to this, we're all there. I mean, we make sure we are there even if we only get like an hour and a half of sleep because these public land spots here on opening day, they are competitive. I mean, you got to get up super early and be out there with your spot. And yeah, you can't just like throw out glow sticks and hope to save it. You better be there in person or your spot will be gone. And even if you are there in person, someone's probably just going to walk right up to you and stand and hunt five feet from you. But it's public land. What do you do? Anyways, we're going to hop into this one. I hope you all enjoy it. We are so pumped. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show with me today, I've got three buddies that are going to be out in the dove field with me tomorrow. So right to left, I've got Drew Edwards, who is currently just chugging the last of a Coors. I just found out I'm his designated driver for tonight, so that's awesome. I appreciate it. Then I've got Tony Khalil. He's been on the show before. Good dude, except now he's rocking First Light stuff, which I know we talked about not buying expensive camo, but that's all right. If I bought expensive camo, it would be First Light. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, Dan. Yeah, and then next to him, we've got Chad, and I don't even know Chad's last name, so it's just going to be Chad. Fair enough. That works. We're about to go hit some doves tomorrow, and we're hitting a field that we've hunted for a dozen years now, and it's probably the best spot in Missouri that I've found. I mean, I don't know of another spot that drops more doves. On public land, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty primo. I mean, it's one of those places that you got to get there super early, and uh, get your spot, and uh, honestly, the place gets packed, and it is definitely a war zone. Yeah, I brought, I've brought. i never brought safety glasses, but I did this year, because the spot that we're hunting, we're kind of shifting back to, I think, our original spot. Were, you, were any of you guys with me? You were yeah. with me the very first year, I think. Yep. And uh, it used to be standing corn down there, and so we would just put our backs to the corn, and the doves would just fly that corn line. We actually had teal come through one year, and I was like, oh, my gosh, man. A couple weeks early, I really wanted to blast them, but there's conservation agents everywhere. Yeah, it's probably not not the best idea. But, no, I don't, yeah. But this year, whenever we were, we were scouting the area, um, we had doves, pigeons, geese, everything just laying down into it. Sweet. And, I hope we get some pidgeys. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. And out there, I'm fine eating them. Those city pigeons, man, the diseases they get or that they transfer to humans is crazy. There was a guy at a company that I used to work for 
and his job, like they would just pull him in for random jobs. And they were like, man, all the loading docks are getting covered in pigeons. And we're, they're like, can you go hang these? They're like little plastic tridents that you hang and it keeps the pigeons from landing on top. And so they're like, can you go up there and clean them off and hang them? The dude got hospitalized. I mean, he was like in really, really rough shape. And uh, luckily he pulled through. Well, yeah, I think I've actually eaten a pigeon off of this field, believe it or not. I think it was like three years ago I shot one, and um, just a big old pigeon. And it was just honestly like a giant dove, and it was really tasty. And I've eaten pigeon before, like in England, when I lived over there in London. And uh, they sell it for like 25 bucks for a bird. It's crazy. And yeah, I'm, I have no clue where they got them from. I hope it wasn't from London, but um, I know the Lond- pigeon culture and like flying pigeons and th- that kind of thing is a big, a big sport, actually, in, in the U.K., but anyways, if we get one, if we get some to come over, I promise you they'll taste pretty good. Sam, my cousin Sam, he called me last year, and he goes around to different farmers' properties, and he'll kill pigeons if they've got a really bad problem. Well, he shot two banded pigeons last year, and one of them was a racing pigeon. So someone's pigeon from, like, Saskatchewan or somewhere. I mean, it was, like, hundreds of miles away. He, he shot it, looked up the information on it, contacted the guy, and it was a dude's racing pigeon that they do, like, cross-country stuff with. Bummer. Bummer. Those things are pretty cool, though. Did he eat it? That's the real question. I mean, I would assume so. I guess I didn't follow up because it was the same day that he called me. He's like, dude, I just shot this. And I was like, that's cool. He had shot, he had shot banded pigeons, I think, two days in a row. Wow. He's lucky, I can tell you that. That guy, yeah, I've been with him on so many banded hunts and i've never shot a band aside from dove bands and he i remember one spot we walk out into this cattle pond it's like a just a pothole field where you go out and there's like 30 or 40 ponds on it and sam and i were both one shy of our limit and then our buddy didn't have a single bird for the day and so we're like hey listen you walk out in this pond first we're going to check all the cattails around and all of a sudden this black duck a drake black duck pops up comes across in front of us, and Peyton shoots at it all three shots, nothing. I pull up, shoot, and the thing just folds, and it drops down about two feet above the water, catches its wings, and then starts to fly, and Sam shoots it, and it was a banded Drake black Oh, duck. man. I'm like, dude, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And that's, that's always how it goes. It, it was my fault. I should have taken a second shot or just made a good first shot. Also sounds like Peyton's shooting. In a nutshell. Oh, it's it's not good. <laughs> Peyton comes with if we want to kill more birds. Yeah. Like if we all want to add three door. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Well, I do have a challenge for this this hunt, actually. I thought about it in the truck. And I thought it'd be kind of fun. But hold on, can I guess what it is? Go ahead, try. My guess is that it's who can shoot their limit with the least amount of shells. And what? if it is it's totally unfair and you're stacking the deck because we all know you're going to do that. Well, no, no, no. I can't win this. So if you can get 15 birds, which is the limit here in Missouri, and 25 shots, that's a box, you'll get 100 bucks. Just the one person that gets it first, 100 bucks. <laughs> well, I am not going to spend that money because I will not make that. Well, I all. just thought it would be kind of a fun challenge for us because I know like this is like, Freaking Armageddon when it comes to dove hunting on this first opening day. I mean, it's 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 it can be really lights out I for think, a lot of people. I think it's a lot more doable if the birds are working, but right? Because I mean, it's a gauntlet. Like oh. you'll hear 
50 shots before the bird gets to you. And then you've got to be the guy that drops a bird that had been shot at 50 times and somehow dodged tens of thousands of BBs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, honestly, this, this, I love working this field because it seems like there's a lot of camaraderie within all the hunters and believe it or not, like they do a pretty good job of not being like up in people's space and up in people's face. And they're like work together, that kind of thing. But you'll see this, like he's talking about, there'll be a dove that starts a far off into this field. And this, this thing is probably like 600 yards wide, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long it is. It's gotta be double that, but you'll see that bird. Doom, you just hear boom, 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 and it just keeps coming. Everybody's yelling and, and everything else, and then somebody will shoot the bird, and the whole field just erupts. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like, yes, finally someone got it. Yeah. And meanwhile, we're all celebrating, and we miss opportunities at, like, five other doves. Yeah. I I remember my first year being there, and it's happened multiple times since. You're, like, reloading your gun, and you're missing half a dozen opportunities at birds because there's that many. Yeah. But the conservation department does a great job of managing that land. I mean, oh, yeah. They plant all sorts of stuff out there. Typically, it's like 95% sunflower. And then they burn 20-yard strips of it and leave like four rows standing for people to hide in the cover. Yeah. But when you have people shooting at birds crossing in between and they're only 20 yards apart, it gets hairy in a hurry. Yeah, you really got to keep your head on a swivel, Chad. And, like, I don't know if you've really <laughs> – we've never hunted with him before, I don't think. Yeah. So, no. I mean, it's – you got to watch out who's in front of you, who's to your left and to your right. I mean, they're, they're coming in pretty good. Yeah, I've hunted a lot. Um, this is my first year of bird hunting. Um, growing up, deer, I guess turkey, but uh, deer, turkey, squirrel, all that stuff. Uh, never birds, so we'll see how terrible I do. Hey, he could be – he could win it. He could, he could I get brought, it. He could be, you know, beginner's luck. I mean, it could I totally happen. the wrong shotgun. And what so, do you mean the wrong shotgun? Oh, an old he 50s brought a, A5. He, that, he brought a 410 Judge. Oh, we, gonna, uh, yeah. I was going to say, Tony, you're going to like this guy because he's going to he's bringing an antique. Browning A5. Browning A5 out here. Nice. It's like a 31-inch barrel. And no, it, oh, dude, that'd be great. You yeah. can get out there and reach you were, him. Yeah. You were hammering the clays the other day. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, at least 50 yards, which is way further than I thought with that gun. Yeah. But, yeah. Those A5s are so yeah, slick. Nice hop back. Yeah, those and are cool. This one's been cut down, and it doesn't have a recoil pad. And oh, You'll be um, all right. Yeah, it'll be fun, because I'm sure I'm going to shoot all 50 shells. Yeah. I'm not getting that $100. You might. Don't, don't, don't put yourself out yet. He was bouncing back and forth with, like, 7-shot and 8-shot and back and forth. And every time he went to just, like, a 7-shot... He was just like, oh, I felt that one mm-hmm. <laughs> because because the it's like sporterized down like the back stock is it's an original stock probably, yeah. and it has a really cool engraving on it that's from nineteen. 19- uh, it says October fourth, nineteen sixty on it, and it's it's between a nineteen fifty eight and a nineteen sixty production because it's a three inch magnum chambered A yeah. five. It's pretty badass, and like yeah, you can tell, it was cut down for a duck hunter. With like with wearing yeah, wearing a duck hunting coat, like to where it grabs you perfectly when you're duck hunting. Yeah. And so it's gonna be a cool gun to have out in the field tomorrow. Yeah, that's gonna be sweet. I hope you hammer them tomorrow. I hope so. Tony, remember that one time? Probably the only year that I lived here that I didn't hunt this spot opening day, Tony was like, Guys, we should be going to Bodark because Bodark is just amazing for devs. And we're like, Yeah, let's do it. And we get out there, and how many birds did we walk away with? Like three? Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was awful. And I'm like, why did we deviate? Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? And we 
tried to fix something yeah. that wasn't broke. I've seen a lot of quail there. I've never seen doves there, but I, like every time I go, I see a ton of quail. That's awesome. We, we've got a covey, so the main property that I hunt isn't that far from there, and I've seen a covey the last two years out there. I haven't shot any of them because I just want them to, to grow, but I thought this year if I come across them, I might just take one out of it. All right, guys, if you enjoy this show and you want to know how to make your own, I'm going to tell you about something called Anchor. It's an app that I've been using ever since I started, and it's completely free. Like I said, I've used it from the get-go, and I haven't had to pay a single penny to distribute my podcasts through this app. They've got creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone, tablet, computer, so you don't have to get a bunch of fancy equipment in order to get started. Now you can also add songs directly from Spotify into your episodes. So, I mean, you can create whatever you want, something that nobody's ever heard before, and it's so easy. Just click and drag. Anchor is also going to help you distribute your podcast, and so you don't have to upload it to all of these different platforms. Anchor can be that central hub that your podcast goes out to all of the other platforms through, and you can make money without any minimum listenership. So, I mean, you heard that right. You can actually start making money right away, no matter how many listeners you have. So what I'm getting at is it's basically everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's pretty tempting seeing them because we see them working back and forth, like within like a hundred yard like area. Yeah. And so they're just back and forth. We know where they're going. I always see them and, rabbit hunting. That's when I see them because yep. we're working the brush piles and they just hang out around the brush piles and you almost step on them before they take off. But when they take off, they go about 50 yards and land and then you bump them again and they'll fly back to the same spot they just were. But Drew, I think it was me, you and Brad out at that property almost 10 years ago. Yeah. And we were, we were walking through the woods, checking trail cameras and a whole covey of quail took off. Or no, it was squirrel season because we had our guns yep. and nobody pulled up on them because we hadn't seen them out be- there before. And uh, they kind of startled us. They did. I was like, because they're so I, like, noisy. Pull my gun up right away, and then I drop it, and Brad's like, "Quail, quail, quail, shoot him!" And at that point, they were they were cruising through this like timber cut. It's just a little two track that runs through the northwest woods, and they just were cruising through there, no clean shot. Yep. What do you guys, what are your guesses for tomorrow? Count-wise? Count-wise. Do you think everyone's going to limit? It's it's so hard to know because the X at the spot changes whenever you pack it full with, you know, 50 guys or 100 guys, whatever it ends up being. Um, you know, we scouted, which is more work than the majority of the people. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know where we're going to set up is going to be in sunflowers. It's cut rows. It's good cover for us, but the doves have to get down to us yeah. to make it happen. Cause we're, we're hunting the lower section. Well, the nice, the nice thing is a lot of those doves, like last year we didn't, we didn't get a chance at any of them because there was no cover down there at all. But a lot of them will come out of the roost on the east side of the property where right. it kind of comes to a point and we were missing a ton of opportunities behind us because we were facing north. That's why Tony and, went down to it. Yeah, and T- Tony worked him worked him over like pretty much where we're going, 
and it was pretty overgrown, which was kind of a, the issue for him. But he would knock him down. But without a ten thousand dollar duck dog or dove dog, yeah. it's so hard to find them. You waste a lot of time, you know, setting up in the wrong spot for sure. But at that point, you know, it was uh, honestly that's where the birds were, and that's where I was trying to figure out where to go and and uh, kind of dial those birds in. But I kept knocking them down; they would either fall in the trees or in the in the these trees are right beside like a river. It's really brushy, and those birds would get hung up in there, or they would get in the tall grass. I mean, this this grass is like six foot tall. I mean, it's just might as well not shoot, which we ended up – I just moved out of the spot, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like typically on these dove hunts, you really want to kind of stay towards the cut stuff or the burnt areas and get these birds to lay down um, and fall down in those areas because otherwise you, you'll spend 15 minutes looking for a bird, and then you might as well just tick it off your list because, you, honestly, you shot it. You know, it's going to die, so, you, you know, you shouldn't take that extra bird. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a crap show. If you're if you're hunting the edges, which is what we do, um, there's the opportunity to lose a lot of birds. But the people out in the middle of the field – it's kind of cool because you shoot one in the middle of the field, and even though uh, everything's burnt, there's still little tufts of grass and stuff, and it's not easy to find them every time. No. But typically the guys out there, the ones that we don't know even, they'll direct you to your bird if they saw it go down. Last year, though, it was tough because we got out there super early, and there were already cars pulling in at 2.30. Yeah. And we went and set up at this one spot, and, like, the very next group that came through, they walk right next to us, and they set up – what, 10, 12 feet from us? And yeah. it's, like you said, it's a huge field, probably but, 80 acres. Yeah. And, yeah, they set up right next to us. And I didn't want to be a jerk about it because they had a bunch of kids with them. But yeah. also I'm like, man, you're teaching these kids the wrong way to do it. Like, if right. you have all of this space, it's like if you're taking a piss in a urinal and there's, like, 12 stalls and a dude walks up and takes a piss in the urinal right next to you. Like, you just don't do that, you know? You why, go. To why the, not? It, it's just weird, man. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, if it's, like, really cold, maybe, you know, like body yeah. heat, but... Body heat's nice. Body heat's nice, but but typically, no. I mean, no. No. That, yeah, I wouldn't do it, but it's public land, so they've got <laughs> just as much right as I do. Not the urinal thing. Yeah, the urinal thing. I wouldn't do that either, but... Yeah. Mm. We'll see. I think it's going to be good. I mean, we've got how many people do we have coming out? So twelve ish. There's right? the four of us: Sam, who just showed up here; Welcome, Brad, Sam. whose property we're on; Jackson, Austin, Trenton, his father. Who else? Bro- Brody. That's eleven. I felt like that's a twelve. Uh, ben. Ben. Yeah. Ben's coming. I tried to get a hold of Micah, but he didn't answer my call. He's not the best dad tonight. Uh, not the best dad. What? Bill? Is Bill coming? I don't know. Surely Bill's going to come. Surely. Unless he doesn't. Comes. Unless he doesn't. Yeah, then he won't come. He won't be there. That's physics, man. Are you going? Uh, no, I'm just here for this. I'm actually <laughs> just going to sleep in my car here and then leave for home nice. in the morning. That's great. Yeah, Go hop on, on in. You and You and... Drew can share. You, you guys would stand right next to each other in a bathroom. Actually, yeah, they, the would. they would. Yeah, they for would. Sure. Just for protection, you know. Honestly, I need three hands sometimes, so it's kind of nice to have Sam. Okay. Hanging out there. Not very good at it. Did you guys know? I don't know if Brandon still does it. Does anybody know if he still does? He used to go into 
a public bathroom. <laughs> he does still. And do. he would walk up to the urinal, and if it was like full of dudes, he would yeah. drop his pants all the way to the ground, like around his ankles, and he would just stand there and pee. Yes, he and does. Then he would get down. He does still do it. down and pick him up. I would never do that just because the piss you know on much, the floor yeah. on your yeah. pants. There Come is on. so much splatter and overspray. Yeah, man. He Not also doesn't happen. wash his hands, doesn't take showers. There's a lot of variables that he doesn't care about. He's a good dude, though. He's, he's a great cool. guy. He's <laughs> one of the like happiest, coolest dudes I've ever met. Like yeah. He's like such a wild man. Yeah. It's really actually pretty not, refreshing. He, he might have a kid tonight. So. He might. He might yeah. show up with a kid tonight. Yeah. He's got two now? No. He, one. That's one. what I'm saying. They might go into labor tonight. Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. He, uh, he is the reason I lost $100 to Drew. So I haven't seen that, but one day. Well, well because, went... because we made a secondary bet after that, and I was like, all right, we'll go double or nothing on this. And Drew actually initiated the bet because yep. he said, I bet that Trump is going to be our first three-term president. Well, he's currently our second term. Haven't you heard QAnon? Yeah. <laughs> he's oh. right now in office. Yeah, yeah. apparently he's currently in office, and Joe Biden is just there... To entertain, he may maybe? not actually be. He's Jim Carrey, actually. Okay. That's what I heard. So I mean, Trump, he may get it next time, you know. And then it'd be three. And that then would it would be three. three. Yeah. yeah and you have true. to respect that. Yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love Trump's approach to like not giving away information, but just saying there's something really exciting coming. Like every time he's on air, that's all he says. You guys are gonna be very happy. You're going to be the happiest people ever. I, I don't know. Like what that speaking means. for the whole country, like yeah. everybody agrees with his ideals. Oh, everyone does. No, they, they do. But obviously, they do agree with it. Yeah, so. yeah. It was it was all for show. All the protests against him. Yeah. No, I really think this. You know, we're getting off topic, but uh, you know the drain the swamp thing. I really think Trump really meant that he wanted to drain the swamps in Florida to build more golf courses, and everyone thought he meant it was like get rid of bad politicians, and then he, but he just, just had to a, go with it because yeah. like once they'd said it, you know, yeah, and so like he's actually just pissed that he doesn't have more golf courses in Florida right now. That's what he's doing in Florida yeah. right now. Yeah, why haven't he you seen? He has him? like he's, a manual hand pump and he's just sucking the. Swamp no, dude, away. a Harbor Freight trash pump, <laughs> oh, just yeah. blowing it out in the ocean. <laughs> yep. I would love to see that video. Could you imagine? A manual hand pump? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I used to have my old boat. I mean, yeah. I think by saying it's a, same as by saying it's a manual it's pump, same. it's automatically saying it's a hand pump, right? Yeah. So uh, now you yeah. have to say manual well, and hand pump. That's true. That's you could pump it with other things. I guess it could be a manual foot pump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. that we, we just took a wild turn there. Yeah. Going down a rabbit hole right before dove season. Well, I'm pumped. We're going to wrap this up and uh, head up to the field, maybe do some fishing tonight yep. and hang out. little catfish. Catfish. Do you guys got the glow sticks? I got glow sticks, yeah. Sweet. Um, Sam. Yeah. Tony threw a wager out there. Uh-oh. The first person to shoot their limit with less than one box of shells, mm-hmm. up to one full box of shells, he will pay $100. Well, then that means Tony is... I'm I'm excluded. $100. I'm excluded, but I'll be saving. Yeah. Well, then we pay Tony a hundred dollars. No, 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 no. I'm excluded. This is a one way deal. Because Tony <laughs> gets twelve hundred dollars. It's pretty fucked up hey, system, but it works. Well, we could we could maybe next year we'll do, we'll do like ten dollars in or something, but it'd be kind of fun. It would know. be fun. Yeah, I'm all about it. But yeah, we're gonna hop off. Thanks for thanks for joining.
And that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. It's always a good time when I can sit down with a bunch of good friends and just chat about hunting, chat about strategy for an upcoming hunt. And I hope that we all get our limits. As always, go hop on, leave a review, and a rating on whatever platform you're listening in on. And if you really want to support and go the extra step, buy some stickers. I mean, they're pretty cool, and there's people all over the country now putting them on their tailgates or their thermoses or whatever. I don't know. Who knows what they're putting them on. But go get yours. You can check out the link in any of my social media platforms or go to thenomadicoutdoorsman.com and you can find them there. So until next time, always choose adventure and God bless.